Yo, what's up? Good morning, members. You know, today is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. And this is episode 47 from the Anything Goes podcast. We're recording early today. Uh, it's supposed to rain and thunder later on. And let me just be real. I've started utilizing my time more. So on Thursdays, for the most part, when we do record, um, I'll probably be probably be coming to y'all early um, just because I want to maximize my time and my my days. So it's Thursday morning. You know, I hope you've had a good week. Wasn't with you last week, but I was working. Let me tell y'all that um, on the weeks that you're not getting the podcast, believe your boy is working. Putting in work in another uh in another lane, it's still podcasting, but it's it's different. You know, I told y'all I got something coming for you, and I stand by that. I got something coming for you. So, you know, be patient, hold your horses, and after a while, y'all going to get tired of seeing me. You're going to see me so much. But um, anyway, you know, I've, I hope that the work week has been good for you. If you're not working, you know, I'm sorry. I know a lot of y'all desire to uh, we still haven't opened up at 100% capacity. I'm still riding by certain businesses, and they're not open yet. So uh, my, I, I empathize, I sympathize with, with people who are out of work, and I hope that we can get up and running soon at full capacity. If people would really, really abide by this ordinance of wearing a mask, I think, and then, of course, staying home unless you really absolutely need to be out. Uh, we're going to still be in the same position at the end of the year. You know, we're going into the eighth month, eighth month of the year. We're past that halfway mark. We're, we're past that threshold, and nothing's really changed because we live in an arrogant-ass country where people say you're violating their civil rights by making them wear a mask, even though we have a global pandemic going on. Uh, this is the hill that people would choose to die on. But then those same people turn around and don't understand why African-Americans who really do have their civil rights and basic human rights violated all the time while we're protesting and we're pissed. But... That's neither here nor there, I guess. So, it's Friday Eve. Uh, today, we're going rapid fire. We're going to touch on a plethora of topics. Um, Y'all know how it goes with me. It's always typically off the cuff. I'll have a little bit of notes or whatever just jotting down. But typically, we just have open discussion and we, we talk about any and everything um, from hip hop to wrestling to sports to, you know, just what's going on in our community on a day to day basis. So nothing's changed. Y'all already know we got to stick to our damn script and it's called anything goes. So anything goes, you feel me? I want to start with um, Roy Jones Jr., Versus Mike Tyson. Now, never in a million years in 2020, 
did I think I would see this matchup. I never thought I would see this matchup at all, honestly, because I've always felt that, like, Mike Tyson is one of these fighters that if you're not on his level as far as weight class, uh, he will probably destroy you. But, you know, they're both um, they're both older now. And, I mean, I want to say, what, Mike is, what, 54 years old. Roy is, let's see here. Let's see how old Roy is. He's 51. So, three-year age difference. But, uh <laughs> To think you have these two older gentlemen that, that's generating all this fuss about a fight, man. It just lets you know where we are in 2020. I don't think it has anything to do with boxing. You just have to do what you have to do to generate revenue at this point in time. And they're going to be providing us with entertainment and a service. So I'm going to tune in and watch. But I never thought I would see this. It's probably an exhibition. Uh, but I would not want to get in the ring with Mike Tyson even to damn spar, you know, uh, this is probably the hardest hitting heavyweight, if not the hardest hitting heavyweight that I've ever seen. Plus, he's fast as hell. That that speed and that agility is second to none. I have him going down as the greatest of all time. I know uh, we would like we like to put Floyd up there. Floyd was nice, especially when he was pretty boy Floyd, and he was you know, getting to it for real, for real. And even into the money made days. But Mike was a different beast. And if you know Mike's story, you know why he kind of derailed. Uh, but that takes nothing away from him. And then Roy is arguably top 10 of all time. Roy Jones was putting on some classic fights, and he was dominating. You ain't messing with Mike, dog. Seriously. Roy is fast. Roy, uh, like I said, he was very entertaining. He's very cocky and arrogant. But Iron Mike was a different monster. And he still is. There's something about someone who looks out of shape. But then when they get in shape, it's night and day. And that's what we saw with Mike. Mike went from being overweight to really starting to train and put in work. And he's he looks like he did when he was fighting, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So he looks better than he did the last time we seen him in the ring. Let's just be honest. I got to roll with Mike. I don't, you know, I don't think Roy is taking this shit as serious as Mike. And I think Mike is going to knock his head off his shoulders. Um, I'm excited, man. Roy Jones went 66-9, and nine, 47 knockouts. He fought longer, and he had more fights. But Mike went 50-6. and six. With 44 knockouts. So you're talking about 56 fights. 44 by knockout. Bruh. The proof is in the pudding. I don't think Roy stands a chance, man. But I don't think he's taking it as serious as Mike. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. 
is going to be very nostalgic because, you know, if you're a fight fan like myself, a boxing fan like myself, these two were it in the 90s. It was Mike. It was Roy. You had, you know, Holyfield, Bo, um, man, Oscar De La Hoya, Phyllis Trinidad, you know what I'm saying? You, but Roy and Mike were at the top of a lot of people's lists, man. So this is going to be very, very good. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be something for the fans. It's going to be something for us, you know, going through this global pandemic and just the bullshit that we as black people go through every day that's just been highlighted because people really don't have anything else to do other than watch and start to understand our plight. So um, I'm ready for this to happen. Uh, it goes down, let's see, I'm multitasking, so I want to give y'all the date, if possible, it's September 12th, eight rounds, September 12th, me and the guys definitely will be tuned in, um, hopefully we can go to a bar, if not, We'll be at somebody's crib tuned in to the fight. And I know y'all will be too. So moving right along, I got to, of course, plug my brother, Reggie Glenn. Reginald Glenn on Facebook, RG34 on Instagram. Speaking of fighting and boxing, he looks like a damn cyborg. Uh, you know, he's going to get you where you need to be. If you want to lose weight, if you want to put on muscle, because believe it or not, my brother was skinny back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was skinny. He didn't have that muscle mass, but now he does. And if you want to go from skinny to muscle man or change that, turn that fat into muscle, holler at my boy Reginald Glenn on Facebook, RG34 um, on Instagram, Trifecta Fitness. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Patterson Avenue, Jamestown, and RG Fitness. You know, that's his brand. So y'all get at him. Let him know that his brother sent y'all to him. You ain't getting no discount, but hey, just let him know I sent you. He might look out for you one day. Just not today. We enterprising. So get at him. Get, those, get that weight off of you. See those gains and... Spread the word that, you know, if you want to really, really be where you want to be physically, holla at Reginald Glenn, Trifecta Fitness. They're doing big things. So, of course, we love Breonna Taylor. And we ain't, we on their ass. You know, we're on Louisville, Kentucky's ass until we get justice for her. Over the weekend on July 25th, the NFAC... You know, look that up. It's a black organization who uh, is headed by Grandmaster Jay, who I believe when he says he will die for us, I believe he will die for us. They were in Marietta, Georgia a few weeks ago. Um, he was called out by, you know, white organizations. He was told not to go. He took a thousand people with him. And they demonstrated, and they came out unscathed. They planned on going to Louisville, Kentucky, 
I wasn't sure how this was going to go. They went, they demonstrated, nothing happened to them other than a little misfire by someone with the NFAC, which, you know, look, this is different. This is uncharted waters for black people. So, of course, people are going to be nervous. They're not going to, you know, they might not be paying attention like they should and a misfire happened. But all in all, This was a success. And this is what we need in every black community across the nation. They went because they want law and order. They want peaceful protesters to be protected because we see too often where nonviolent, peaceful protesters are getting their asses kicked getting their asses beat by the people who are supposed to be protecting and serving. Also by the people who are perpetrating the reasons for the protests. Think about that. We're protesting police brutality. And while we're protesting police brutality, the police are being brutal. Ain't that some shit. And no one is holding them accountable. So you have this man, this black man who is former military, if I'm not mistaken, who has galvanized troops. And I think, I think I know his army is going to get bigger and I know there are going to be different groups popping up around the country. We need this. We need what he's doing. It's, it's warranted. That was a successful demonstration because no one came out to agitate. And, you know, it's funny that that happened because any other time you have these white hate groups out there fucking with peaceful protesters. But, you know, something that I was taught growing up uh, on Goldflaw Street, 305 Goldflaw Street to be exact. Uh, Devonshire, Vargrave, Holly, Holly Ruled, uh, Arcadia, all that. Shout out to everybody that grew up with me. You have to look the bully in the eye. You got to stare that bully down and be like, yo, I ain't taking that shit. And this is what this group is. They are standing up for people who know who they know will not get violent and people who are willing to get their ass beat, you know, people who are willing to demonstrate and risk it all, you have a coalition that's like, we're not going to sit back and watch y'all get beat on. We have your back. And we need that. We need groups that will police the police because the police were on their best behavior. That's the biggest gang and the biggest bully in America. The The American police are probably the biggest gang in the world because these motherfuckers are lawless. Laws do not apply to them. And that's what the, the one of the biggest issues are is that these people can do what they want to do. Not And it's not just to us. They do it to everyone. But we are the people who are like, no, we can't. We can't stand for this shit anymore as 
And we should do that. You know what I'm saying? So black people are tired of being stepped on, walked over, beat on. We're tired of seeing our brothers and our sisters killed for no reason. Our kids are treated as criminals once they pass the cute phase. Our kids are always cute to us and adorable and handsome and pretty, beautiful, whatever the case may be. But in the eyes of like some white Americans and in the eyes of the majority of police officers, they're a fucking threat. That has to change. And that either has to change by the hearts and the minds and uh, of the people in power who can make change, or we're going to have to force change. You know what I'm saying? And in forcing change, that means that black people, we have to empower ourselves we have to teach ourselves. We have to be become educated. We have to show like, hey, look, you know, we can, we have the right to bear arms. We have the right to protect ourselves. We have the right to, you know, definitely preserve, you know, ourselves as long as, as well as our brothers and sisters. Because nothing is deemed wrong until we do it. Until black people do it. When we start walking around open carrying and we start demonstrating and protesting with, uh, you know, maybe rifles, shotguns, whatever. It's going to be deemed wrong out of fear. The powers that be, the masses, they don't want to see black people armed and willing to die or willing to take a life to ensure that we live. And this isn't hate speech. I dare anybody to challenge me to that. Oh, he's inciting a riot. He's telling people to do X, Y, and Z. I'm telling my people that we need to protect ourselves. Because y'all won't do it. Simple as that. So it's only deemed wrong and frowned upon when black people do this shit. We want justice not only for Breonna Taylor, but... You know, and, and I look at her and I and I talk about her more so than anyone because she was home chilling. And she was innocent. And I and you know, I have a partner on Facebook named Lance Reynolds. Um, you know, I and, and me and bro we met off Facebook, you know what I'm saying? And he's not black, you know, he's a Caucasian male. And I look at him like a brother, dead ass serious. He does not toe the line. He looks at things from both perspectives. I respect that as, you know, anyone should. But it's a lot of times where he posts and a lot of his white uh, uh, brethren, his white counterparts, constituents, whatever you may want to say, however you want to address them, they come on his status and they challenge everything that he says pro that's pro-black. Uh, black Lives Matter, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a false narrative. Show me where um, cops are killing black people because of their race. Uh, show me the proof. Bro, if you don't see the proof, and this is my message to uh, white America, to white, you know, white people. If you don't see the truth in what we're saying, you need to check your moral compass, compass because something's wrong with your ass. 
if every cop is saying the same exact thing. I've been saying this for months. I've been saying this since last year, since we started the podcast. There is a script. It seems like it is mandated for cops to use when they're talking about black people. I fear for my life. He was resisting. He was reaching. Bruh, this rhetoric is a script. Like I tell y'all to stick to y'all script, cops are made to stick to theirs. And what they're doing is wrong and it's bullshit. And if you don't see that, something is wrong with you morally. You really do have a superior superiority problem. You want us to feel inferior while you feel superior. And in order for you to continue to feel superior, you have to justify the bullshit that goes on against black people. I have no time to explain to anyone, not not people of another race or in my damn race to why we feel the way that we do. If you are black and you don't understand and you don't see the systemic racism, the police brutality, if you don't see where, you know, black people may be having a bad day while being approached in a rude manner by people who are supposed to protect and serve, if you don't see where that's a fucking problem, go to hell. Point blank, period. I'm in real form today. I really don't care. And I'm not walking anything back. Real spear. Go to hell. For you Uncle Tom-ass niggas out here. And for you people of other races who don't understand and don't see. And you want to get on the internet and pop that ignorant shit. Go to hell, bro. We don't need you. We can do this ourselves. For real. I'm not applauding anybody for standing with us. That ain't what this shit is. That ain't what it's about. You can either be with us or you can be against us. We ain't got to bother you. We don't have to be violent towards you, but say the hell away from the movement. So what Grandmaster Jay is doing, salute. Any black man or woman that's trying to empower the culture and will put it all on the line for us, salute to them until the naysayers go to hell. We want justice for Breonna Taylor. We want justice for Elijah McClain, uh, excuse me. Um, We want justice for everyone. We want things to change in this country that we have to share with the rest of the fucking world. This is a melting pot. While we, the most marginalized people here, and we've been, what, the third longest reigning people in this country? Come on, man, why are we still fighting for things that we were fighting for 400 years ago? Let's just be real. We were fighting for it in the 60s. It was illegal for us as black people to marry someone white. It was illegal up until, what, the 60s or 70s. My mom, 64. She was born in 56. Come on, bro. Think about that shit. We ain't too far removed from it. So for, so when y'all spew this ignorance of get out, get over it, you know, man, that happened a long time ago. Things have changed. Go to hell. Things were like this while my mom was alive. My grandparents, aunts, uncles, second and third cousins. Y'all know how that be. Your second and third cousin is as old as your parents. Come on, man. Come on. So, shout out to 
you know, Grandmaster J, you know, for doing what he's doing. And shout out to everybody that's front lining. Whether you whether or not you out here protesting or you using your platform to share light on what's happening in our community. I salute to you. And for the naysayers and the agitators, the ones that's getting on Facebook who wouldn't be popping that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because it, 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 the proof is in the pudding. When we meet uh, the bully out of our force, man, that coward the fuck away. When you want to pop that shit in public, man, go on here, sit your ass behind that computer and shut up or your phone, or iPad, I don't care, shut up, keep your opinion to yourself, and I said it, and you know how to get in touch with me if you got a problem, that's just what it is, so these versus battles have are going on, <laughs> nice segue, right, these versus battles are going on, and let me shout out a couple people, you know what I'm saying, in the city that I fuck with musically, man, you know what I'm saying, my brother, Kurt Black, happy birthday to my partner, um, Definitely one of the most lyrical people that I know, you know what I'm saying, in the city, man. I challenge anybody to go up against him bar for bar, you know what I'm saying? Get your songs, he get his songs, and we can set it up like that, man. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my nigga MJ Marcus Johnson. He got one of the the, the illest songs out there. I'm going to repost that to my page uh, later on. He's one of the most lyrical people out of the city. He can tell the story while he's rapping, man. You know what I'm saying? So so definitely check those two out. Of course, LB the poet, you know, bro, really do his thing lyrically. You know what I'm saying? So, man, hey. When it come down to it, we got some hard hitters, some heavyweights in the city. I still think my boy Darius, you know, Cook, Big Cook, got one of the illest verses that ever came out of the city uh, from, the, from the ALG album, uh, the song Street Life. He got one of the illest first verses ever in hip-hop, in my opinion. Go check out Street Life, that first verse. My boy Cook did that shit, for real. But, you know, getting back to it, man, you know, we had Snoop vs. DMX last week. And um, I was disappointed in Snoop. But I loved the battle. It was probably the best one up, you know, to date, man. Uh, but I was mad at Snoop. But then, you know what I'm saying, I seen what people were like, man, I think Snoop just wanted to give bro his flowers while he was living. And that's probably true. Uh, but it's still competition. You know what I'm saying? The X did not let up. I think X might have played like one or two songs that were kind of like, eh. Other than that, X was killing him. When that nigga did Money, Power, Respect, it was like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But it was it was definitely for the culture. You know, two dogs going at it, man. I think Snoop definitely could have ran away with it if he would have, you know what I'm saying, put, put a few more bangers in there, he would have had it. But, you know, all in all, man, it was a dub for hip-hop. Definitely a dub for my man DMX. And the next one that we got coming up is from the South. I think Southern hip hop has dominated uh, the rap industry, the hip hop industry for the better part of 20 years, man. You know what I'm saying? We, If not longer, we've been really, really putting it down. And we got two heavyweights going at it 
Rick Ross versus 2 Chainz, and this will take place on August the 6th. And it's going to be big. And my knee-jerk reaction was, of course, Ross got this shit in the bag. Until he didn't have it in the bag. <laughs> Which was like, within an hour of my partner, Mark, uh, DeMarco Bar putting up the, the challenge, you know what I'm saying, the, the battle, my homeboy Duck, my partner Kwame, they, they changed my mind on it. I think it's going to be an avalanche put on by 2 Chains if he picks his songs right. He has more hits than Ross by far. It's going to get ugly. I'm not going to say he going to slaughter him. But it's going to be hard for Ross to damn contend with everything that Chains has to offer. This is about to be crazy. Word up. Two Chains catalog is deep. He has the singles for real and the features. You feel me? I remember taking them trips up to Maryland. And I would definitely be listening to Two Chains. He's not my favorite. Don't get me wrong. But... You can ride to some two chain shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, damn, I know every word the Fed is watching. Like he snapped on that that shit, man. So, man, I'm ready for this battle. I didn't think I would be. I didn't think Chains would really be challenged. You know what I'm saying? I knew Rose was gonna be challenged eventually, just because it is Ross and he is. A heavyweight. He's very lyrical. He has some dope albums. You can put a, a Ross album in and really ride to it. Uh, not my favorite though. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't lie to you. You know the the line about the CO shit really changed my perspective on him. But he's always made good music. You can't take that away from him. That's just one flaw. We all have flaws. But I think Chains has this in the bag. Chains got some some songs, and to stay, stick on topic, you know, we be on Facebook, we have open discussions about these versus battles. Man, I, I'm challenging, uh, and I might leave some names off of here. Don't be offended, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know it's all love, but Mark, Duck, Measy, Pat Springs, Vito, um, L.A., Kurt, you know what I'm saying? Even my homegirl, Sarah, she be she be on it, too. Man, we have a partner, Dominique Sides. We have a partner down there in Charlotte, you know what I'm saying, by the name of Texas. Sean Texas Wilson on Facebook, folks. Bruh has a studio. We always are debating. So this is what I'm saying to, to my folks that I just named. And if it's anybody else, because I'm doing it off the cuff, I didn't write it down. And if it's anybody else who really be in them conversations with us, you know what I'm saying, chime in. But I think some we need to load up two, three cars, and we need to drive down to Breast Studio, and we need to have a discussion about these battles. You know what I'm saying? A discussion about hip-hop, a discussion about, uh, um, you know, the versus battles, whatever y'all want to do. I'm saying, y'all, you know what I'm saying, that group 
because we are the ones who really, really be at each other's neck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they be, they'll, they'll, especially the Ike and, I mean, not Ike, I'm saying Ike Love, like that ain't my boy, but Ike Love on Facebook, my nigga Duck and Kwame, they come out swinging. And they, you know what I'm saying, like, they gonna jump your ass, you know what I mean? When it comes down to these conversations, they will jump you and and they will make you feel <laughs> like you don't know what you're talking about, even if they wrong. That's just what it is. And they go at each other. When they go at each other, it's funny as hell because they don't back down from each other. So, um, man, I, I definitely want to see us do that. Like I said, man, bruh got the studio. He got his own, you know, situation down there. He always invites us. He invites me personally. And I'm pretty sure it's an open door policy with anybody, you know what I'm saying, that he fucks with. I think we need to utilize that space. You know what I'm saying? People would definitely tune in. They would watch. So I think we need to make that happen. Y'all let me know what y'all want to do. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? So, stick it to COVID. Like I said, you know, we this rapid fire. We're going to go back to COVID, man. What COVID has taught me is that we have a lot of content creators, right? I didn't ever think I would be a content creator. COVID didn't really force me into this lane. Jury duty did. You know, a lot of y'all know the story of sitting in jury duty, bored. Memojis had came out, started messing with the Memojis, uh, made one uh, for Vito, shot Vito a text like, man, I need to bring this to life. He said, you could do it. Remember that I had this app on my phone. It wasn't hitting on shit back in the day. It's hitting on something now. And you got the Anything Goes podcast. But COVID has shown people that they have a voice. They have talent. Take your time to series. And uh, to me, that's dope as hell. So what I want my content creators to do, and this is my challenge to y'all. For my content creators, I want people to go on YouTube and to pick a YouTube channel that it ain't even got to be buzzing. It ain't even got to be popping. But pick a YouTube channel, follow that channel, and watch how much content. I want it to be somebody who, even if they're not famous, they have a lot of um, you know, subscribers and they drop a lot of content. That will be your motivation. Watch how much content they drop on a weekly and monthly basis. And then ask yourself... Do you really want it? And are you dropping as much content as they are? If not, we got to step it up, you know, a level, uh, another level. I watch um, wrestling bios. I watch Solid Monster. I watch What Culture Wrestling. Um, I follow What Would You Do? That's a TV show. Um, I follow, I'm subscribed to a lot of YouTube channels, but the three, because I love wrestling, especially old school, those dudes, they drop hella content. And it shows me that if you want something, you have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. You have to believe in your quality. 
and you have to have quantity. So, man, content creators, YouTube is your best friend. It's going to show you how hard you're not working. Do that and switch gears. You know what I'm saying? COVID is a gift and a curse. I'm going to just keep that shit a, a ban. It's a gift and a curse. It's more so of a gift because it's forcing people to get in their bag. One of the the worst mistakes, and I was talking about this yesterday, last night, while I was smoking. Um, we've could we've could uh, we've we could have started a lot of this stuff twelve years ago. I say twelve years ago because I was twenty. You know what I'm saying? We could go ten, nine, cause I was damn graduating from college. My message to us today is we have to break the cycle of shitting on people's dreams. We are notorious for this in our community. We will shit on each other's dreams. We will tell people they're too old to pursue a rap career. We will tell two people they're too old for anything. We will tell people that, yo, that's just a hobby. You need to have something to fall back on. I think now we're past that point, and I'm glad. Because a lot of people were afraid to step out on faith because of how they would be received. That is a scary world to live in. And we have to ensure, you know what, scratch that. This generation coming up, all we have to do is tell them to do what they want and what they're passionate about, and they're going to take the ball with it and take the ball and run with it. Um, they're not us. We shitted on each other for too long, whereas these cats are encouraging each other. We set ourselves back so, so much. And we didn't have to, but we didn't know any better. A lot of that shit is self-hate. A lot of that shit is hating. Because people don't want to see you doing what they're doing. They definitely don't want to see you get there first. And it shouldn't be that. Real talk. Um... Man, we 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 really, my people, we're our own worst enemy. We're our own worst enemy. Like we don't have to. We don't have to be the way that we are. Oh man, you know you too old. You know what I'm saying to be doing that. You too old to be rapping, bro. Speaking of of two chains, two chains ain't get popping into his late thirties. And he had been rapping. He had been signed. He had a good song. You know what I'm saying? Duffel Bag Boy. But they didn't they they didn't bubble like that. It was just that that song right there. When he went from Titty Boy to Two Chains, he took off. Never tell someone they too old, man. I gave y'all the example of Harrison Ford. You know, him being in his thirties before he made it. In Hollywood, 
no other culture is telling people not to do something because they're too old or not to do something because they don't believe in it. I should have went to school for journalism. I should have went to school for English. Business should have been third on my list, but it wasn't because I wasn't thinking clearly. I put business first. No, I should have went with the shit that I was passionate about. But I didn't see any money in it. Content creators are making the bag. They get into it. So I'm I'm telling my folks, like I tell my teenage son, he turned 13 this year. Whatever it is, you know, whatever hobby you have, that's what we're going to focus on. Whatever it is that you like to do, that's where we're going to put our our time, energy, and effort in. Nothing else. Black people who are, because I'm 32, black people who are in their 30s, their late 20s, it's not too late. It's not too late. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big to accomplish. We can do whatever we put our minds to. (laughs) COVID is showing us that. Real talk. If you want to cook, cook. Add your own twist to it. You want a podcast? Podcast. Add your own twist to it. There's nothing wrong with it. People get afraid of oversaturation. It's a myth. It's a myth. That's not true. It's never enough content because you're going to bring something to the table that the other content creators in your lane, they're not going to bring it. Always bring something new. Be innovative. There's nothing wrong with doing something that someone else is doing as long as you're doing it because it's a passion. Now, don't jump into something just because you see somebody else doing it. I got a partner making bread now with what he's doing. That ain't my lane. It's profitable, but that just ain't my lane. And he doesn't come into my lane. You know what I mean? Just because something is working for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But in the event that someone is doing something that you would like to do, do it. Add your own twist to it. There's nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong with it, for real. Like, But we have to start empowering each other. You know what I'm saying? See... We have to to look at another black man and black woman. Like I said, you know, earlier in the podcast, encourage each other. I want everybody to win. You should, too. That's just facts. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Especially in our city, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, you know how much talent we have here? Bro, we don't need to go nowhere. We can get the shit popping here. It's so many of us that's dope. That we, it's people in the city that's doing shit that we don't even know. They already got a fan base though. That's how many people are here. We can make our own shit pop. Real talk. Now I'm not saying that you gotta stay here, but it would definitely be dope if we stayed in the city. 
got it popping and and up and built up our city. We could definitely generate revenue like that. We could have the black dollar. That's just a fact. Real spill. Like, but with everything, it takes time. Everything takes time. Time and effort. And everybody can't come. That's a lot of people that's going to be stuck in that BS mentality of, you know, oh, well, no, this is what it is. This is what I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know nothing else but this. Woo de woo de woo. Okay, well, we ain't wasting our time with your dumb ass neither. It is what it is. We only fucking with people in our community that wants more. For real. And for the people who want more and want to do more and they're stuck, reach out to people who you see doing what you want to do. And the people that they reach out to be receptive, man. It's enough money out here for everybody. Share your knowledge. Each one, teach one. This is how we break cycles. This is how we build trust. For real. The sum of all parts is the whole. If the parts aren't moving the right way, if they're not fully functioning, the whole won't function. So what we're doing is we're getting all the black people together who wants the same thing. And that's to see our people be liberated and at a better, far superior level than we are now. We need to make sure the black people that's doing this are fully functional. And when they falter and they slip, we're there to pick them up. It's like having a cooperative, a.k.a. a co-op for my business people and my people that used to watch The Wire. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And that's what we need to start putting our focus at, having a co-op, having a cooperative. We can do it. That's step one, for real. So, I got to get to it. You know, Trav does have to work. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but I wanted to come and talk to y'all and chop it up. You know, the the podcast, I'm not saying it's going to be bi-weekly all the time, no. But we are going into another phase. I'm working. Shout out to my partner, Dwayne Chandler, a.k.a. Pittsburgh. Your guy, son, homie. You know, I appreciate everything that you're doing with me and everything that we're going to do moving forward. So, black people, and I love everybody. Let me say that. Let me make it perfectly clear. Just because I'm pro-black does not mean I'm anti-white. I'm not anti-white at all. Like, come on. I love everybody. But to my black people, remember, when you see a black man or a black woman, see yourself. And that person, even if you don't know them, you should not want harm to come down to come to your brother or your sister. That's just not where we at no more. We got to change our mentality. We have to self-preserve. We have to show each other love. We have to um, say fuck fear at the end of the day. And we got to take a chance on each other and we got to hold each other accountable. But we can do this. We can do these things. I want to see all of y'all make it. I want to see 
all of us to get to the top. I want all, all of us to be successful, whatever success means to each individual person, because my success and your success may be totally different, and that's okay. But if I could do something to help you get to where you want to be and where you need to be, and you can do the same for me, we need to be on the same page. For my people that's going through it mentally, for my people that's just going through and they, they feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders, reach out and talk to somebody. You don't have to sit and suffer in silence. Talk to God. Pray. Do whatever you need to do. Take time for yourself. Cut your phone off. Deactivate social media. Take a trip. Get your mind right. Do that for yourself. Be here for you. I understand. I go through myself. Seriously. But guess what? Tomorrow's a new day. And only you can determine where you go from here. Nothing is too hard or nothing is too big to overcome. All right? We got this shit. We're going to keep rocking. We're going to make sure that we take care of ourselves and we're going to make sure that we take care of each other. We're going to be selfish with our energy, but we're going to be selfless when it comes down to our brothers and sisters and the betterment of our community. That's just what it is. So, look, this is episode 47. Episode 48 going to come soon. We're going to talk about Boosie. And, you know, his uh, versus challenge when he talks about R. Kelly, nobody been able to, you know, fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about that. Hopefully we have this forum where everybody gets together and we have some open dialogue on hip hop. Not only that, but our community as a whole. And it's almost a weekend. Y'all already know. Roll up your flight time. Sip. Do whatever it is except for hard drugs. No heroin, no cocaine, no crack, no PCP, no LSD, no, I don't know. People like mushrooms, man. I'm not going to tell you not to do no shroom. I ain't doing no goddamn shroom. But it is what it is. Make sure you're drinking water. Uh, make sure you're eating right. <laughs> make sure you, you're doing everything that you need to do to preserve yourself, okay? Until next time, as always, I love y'all. I'm out.